everybody. It's the R&B show where our belief is bring back the club. Can you dig it? And now, at least one guy who believes in the club out of the two. Here's Ricardo and Brad. Thank you, Rosie, and uh, thank you, uh, Trent, over there. MVP. Right. Uh, we'll get to and that in a oh, little I'm sorry, bit, I'm Brett. still thinking yes. about last night's game. Yes. Welcome wow. to the R&B Show, season number two, episode number 43 of the only podcast dedicated to high school sports in the Fox Valley area. I'm your co-host, Ricardo Arguello, and sitting alongside with me, as always, is Brett Christofferson. You don't want to talk about the... Both of U.S. Yeah. Okay, Hold on. Ahead. Let me finish yes, this. Yes. I want to talk about the Brewers. We're both with USA Today Network Wisconsin. Don't forget about Jim Rosendick, that sultry voice you heard in the beginning, also <laughs> part of USA Today Network Wisconsin. And... The last of our fearsome foursome, but not least, that is Trent Tetzloff over there. Say hi to everyone, Trent. How's it going, guys? All right, there you go. Uh, he is also part of the USA Today Network, Wisconsin. Now he's now he's on with us permanently. It's a it's it's a fearsome foursome. I used to call it the three of the Rams. Fearsome foursome, yeah. The back, old back, L.A. Rams. That's way before Trent's time, though. That was back that's to when they did have the my time. Back when they had the blue and white helmets. Now they have those back now. Rosie but, Greer uh, and uh, Merlin uh, Merlin, uh, Olson. Merlin Olson. That's right. Uh, oh, Deacon, Deacon Jones. Jones and Deacon who's the Jones. other one? Ah, can't remember. Didn't the they say Lamar that, something? Uh, in that time, they didn't uh, they didn't count sacks, so wouldn't. Uh, Deacon, Deacon Jones yeah, Deacon be like Jones, the sack yeah, leader. That's what he. That, well, that's what he said. Oh, he would be though. <laughs> oh, that's what he says. Okay. Did you notice though, guys, how quickly uh, Ricardo wanted to not talk about MVP and Brewers Cardinals? Yeah. It's a matter, Cardinals fan. All right. Well, let's talk about that right away. All right. <laughs> I was going to save that for the end, but no, I, I went on Twitter yesterday and I conceded the point that yes, Yelich should be MVP. He is having a phenomenal streak right now. Uh, the Brewers are having their way with the, my my beloved Cardinals. And, and, yeah, it's, it, it should be a, a slam dunk. I know that there's some Cub fans out there. Actually, a lot of Cub fans, I've noticed, too, have echoed the same sentiments. A lot of the Cub beat writers and uh, radio guys have said, yeah, it's, 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 it can't really be a discussion anymore. It's, it's yelling. Cub fans are too busy beating each other up in the bleachers. Uh, yeah, I saw, exactly. wow. I saw a video of that going on right nice. now. So the thing that makes that video is the organ players just playing the, the, the Legion <laughs> Ballpark organ <laughs> stuff where the guys are just pounding each other. Every, everybody likes a little soundtrack as they're getting pummeled. Well, you know – we can gloat a little bit, but today's still a huge game. They, they got to they got to sweep the Cardinals uh, because they're they're essentially a lock for the playoffs right now. But division, they're only a half a game out. Let's win the division. And I know there's something that there's some common ground that Brewers fans and Cup, uh, Cardinals fans uh, can meet uh, on. It's 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 let's knock the Cubbies out. Yeah, right. You want that too, right? And yeah, and you know who knows what will happen tonight. But what is imperative for St. Louis is that they need to sweep the Cubs to assure themselves of that wild card, in my opinion. Not only that, if the Brewers win out, you never know what will happen. Maybe the Cubs then, uh, well, they, they will lose the division then at that in that scenario, and then maybe even not, you know, be relegated to a, to a wild card, which Cub would be hilarious to me. Cub fans are already, <laughs> this is hilarious. They're already, they already want Joe um, uh, Madden fired. Yes. Wow. They want him gone. You know, listen, listen, and, and, and let me tell you what I told Mike Sherry yesterday uh, about how I see the Brewers. Now, I'm a Cardinals fan, you know, we have a lot of championships, and we've won two World Series of in recent years. I don't have disdain for uh, the Brewers as I do the Cubs, um, just because it's natural. St. Louis fans and always hate Cub fans. Uh, more because I see the Brewers as like a little brother, you know, like a little brother that, do, that annoys me sometimes, but really doesn't do a whole lot most of the time, you know. Uh, we met up in the 82 World Series. So Brewers are the better team. Yeah, they, they may have been, but uh, in, the seven, in that seven-game series, the Cardinals didn't win. And I'll tell you this, though, Brett. I'm happy for the Brewers. Nothing would make if, – if it wasn't the Cardinals knocking out the Cubs, it's hilarious for me to see a, a team like the Brewers with half the payroll <laughs> of the Cubs. <laughs> we talked about that the other night. And their bloated payroll. Listen, the Cardinals have a big payroll to 163. 
but uh, the, I think the Cubs are near two, 200 million yep. uh, in their payroll. So this is it, just t it tickles me to see the the, the hundred million dollar uh, Brewers basically go in there and, and maybe steal this division away. It, uh, it would tickle me to no end if that if that would end up being the case. Yeah, Darvish was a great signing there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> How about I, I tweeted this last night with four games to play. Yelich, it's it's going to take some work, but he's not all that far away from Triple Crown. Yeah, it would, it would, I mean, it, it, it a would lot of things runs. would have to fall his yeah. way for that to happen. I think he's, but, right. what is he, three off the pace with home runs right now, 33 versus 36, and RBI is only like six, I think. Yeah, he's 104 RBIs. I yeah. think the leader is 110. Yeah, That's and kind of a low number for RBI. It is, in a, in a and, and it's even the batting uh, crown, he's, he's number one, and I think he's at 321 right now. Right. So he's not too far away from, you never know, if he had a real hot stretch these last four games and just hit about six or seven more homers or something, all of a sudden he could be the triple crown winner. Yeah, Benny the Jet. Oh. That'd be interesting, and uh, wow. So you know, we'll see what comes out. It's gonna be a big week. Uh, the next seven days, I should say, for for Brewers, well, Cubs, and Cardinals. Trent, games. real quick, maybe for those who are listening on the podcast but watching, also, you're doing a story about maybe the little little bit of a shift right now uh, in the <laughs> fandom around here. Maybe maybe the Packers are actually taking a backseat to what the crew's doing. I I can't see that happening though. But you know, Trent, I mean, yeah. that's an interesting take. I don't know. Yeah, I have. I'll have a story come in. Uh, hopefully, um, tomorrow. Um, just about you know, kind of the swing of uh, of the Brewers kind of taking over in the in the fall right now. Um, people kind of turning their backs on the Packers uh, around town and um, following the Brewers instead of the Packers early in the NFL season, just because of what's going on in the NFL right now and and the Packers struggling a little bit. So should be interesting. Well, a lot, good of, a lot of anger towards the NFL right now. Yeah, there is, That's and right. uh, you know. and with the Packers, I think it's kind of right now. Everybody's feeling like it's the same old crap. It's it's the slow start. It's a sloppy play. It's some injuries. Same Everybody wants Well, lack of innovation offense. Right now, it doesn't seem like they have that same punch that they used to, and I think fans are just sort of. If I hear we're going to clean, we, we got to clean this up one more. Yeah, time. we got we got to clean our house. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's, our, a, that's a favorite Cardiism. But well, that, there's our little national talk uh, to start uh, today's show. Uh, Want to switch over right? to a couple of topics that we're going to talk about today. Uh, the first one is the Kimberly Nina football recap. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, surprises there, I, I would say, with Kimberly, and we'll talk about that shortly. Then we're going to switch over. I was just at uh, uh, the big Kimberly-Appleton North soccer game yesterday for boys. Uh, there's a soccer log jam at the top of the FBA. I want to talk about, touch on that briefly. And then an interesting, did you see this Art Kabalowski column, I Brett, did. Uh, about I, the, I the club I skimmed it, yes. AAU uh, affecting high school basketball, the creation of these possible super teams, and what the WI possibly wants to do to cur curtail that. Uh, we'll speak about that as well, and then we'll do a little bit of this and that, and we, I know uh, we'll have you talk about the North Kimberly live stream this week, Brett, that you will not be at. Mike Sherry will be, though. Uh, we already talked about our Yelich, the MVP, so we won't have to talk about that, but uh, then I have a random topic of the day. It's most overrated children's toy. I was talking, I was thinking about this uh, as I was visiting my cousins, my little cousins yesterday. Uh, I'm not my little cousins, I guess they're adults now, but they have kids, and uh, maybe I was looking at some of the toys that they have there. Some of them were throwbacks, and there's one in particular that got me thinking. This was the most overrated toy as I was trying to play with it a little bit. Hmm. And I, I still, to it's this day. It's a slinky. No, no, not a slinky. But look, we'll, we'll, we'll save that to the very end. But <laughs> I want, want you all to kind of chime in with maybe toys that you think are okay, a little bit of overrated uh, in, in I terms got of one. popularity. Okay, well, Trent, Trent do, you have, do you know what a slinky is, Trent? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's, old <laughs> enough, he's old enough to know <laughs> that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, well, yeah, we'll talk about that soon coming up. But let's first kick it off with Kimberly Nina football recap. Brett, is Kimberly the team to beat now uh, in Division One? after what we saw? We've seen Fond du Lac and Kimberly back-to-back -back weeks. What say you? I say no. I still say Fond du Lac is a team to beat. Fond du Lac has the victory over Kimberly. We saw Fond du Lac absolutely destroy Hortonville. They've got speed. They've got the offensive line. They've got a quarterback that can 
do multiple things. Of course, they're more of a running offense. However, I don't think Kimberly. I think it's this is what's going to happen. I think these two teams are going to meet in level four. I think it's just inevitable. I think yeah, you just I see this. Too. It's it's like Drago and Rocky. You can't keep them away. Drago. The reason I'm thinking of that is because of the Creed two trailer <laughs> that uh, I just, just saw. Just came out, yeah. But I think it's going to be another super close game. So when I say I don't think I, I think Fond du Lac is still the team to beat, barely, barely, because Kimberly. What we saw on Friday night, 38 to nothing over Nina in a battle of top five ranked teams in Division One, according to the coaches' poll, absolutely annihilate the Rockets. And that's what they did. It was running clock in the fourth quarter. So all of a sudden, I see a Kimberly team, and we all agree, that um, looked a lot better than we, we saw in week one. But so did Fond du Lac. They looked a lot better than week one, too. And I just think it's going to be another classic game. I think Kimberly can win that game for sure. But I still say that Fond du Lac is, uh, is well-deserving of that number one ranking, but Kimberly is nipping at their heels without a doubt. Well, a lot of similarities between the two teams. And with Nina, their forte is their running game. And what did they hold them to? Four yards? No, I've got, her, I've got the stats right here. According to uh, on, on Sports, uh, Nina rushing minus 11. You are kidding me. 16 carries minus 11 yards. Now, obviously, Sam Dietrich getting uh, quarterback sacks are, I believe, a rushing stat in high school. I think that's a passing. I stat think that's what they didn't add into the stat that I got from from Kimberly and add that the, the, the sacks that, that Dietrich got. But yeah, go ahead, Brett. No, it was, uh, Dietrich threw for 106 yards, but he I mean he struggled. He was coming off of that uh, you know uh, an injury to his throwing shoulder. Um, still had I thought some good zip on it, but just they're not a, they're not a passing offense. They they have the Carson Hughes and and Caden Fritch is their their one two combo. Carson Hughes was 12 carries nine yards. Caden Fritch two carries one yard. Um, conversely, you look at uh, Kimberly, and all of a sudden they've got Will Fisher, 12 carries, 74 yards. Caleb Frazier now, 5 carries, 77 yards. And now Alec Martzel's back too, uh, 7 carries, 25 monster. yards. Now it's a three-headed monster, not to mention you got Zach Lechner, Connor Winnick, who had a great catch, and it was a great throw from Cody Starkle. And then now Trey Tennyson is coming up uh, as a really strong two-way player, uh, a guy that's uh, really uh, developed in, in the last, what, handful of weeks. And Cody Starkle is looking really good at quarterback, and uh, and that, and I was really impressed, of course, with the with the Kimberly uh, defense. The thing that that's different, obviously, I think we all agree between Fond du Lac and Nina. Fond du Lac is much more dynamic offensively. Oh yeah, positive, positively, and uh, I have no problems thinking Kimberly in that matchup, postseason matchup, which should happen, uh, may get the better of Fond du Lac in that one. It, my 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 problem is with Nina, and let me tell you something right now. The Rockets. Always talk about being ready to take that next step. They failed miserably in this one. Uh, it's one thing to get beat by Kimberly 15 to 8, whatever. But when you at your home turf and you get smoked by Kimberly, uh, Brett, we were kind of talking about this. Does this put some in the head game? How, how is this mentally going to affect them? Because in two weeks, they got the big Fond du Lac game coming up. And Fond du Lac is every big of a juggernaut as Kimberly. Is that going to be another one of those things where, okay, they're going to come out, maybe they'll make a mistake, Fond du Lac capitalize. You know, you blink of an eye, they're up 14 to nothing. Will that team fold again? Because I felt Nina folded in this game, Brett. I thought so, too. Uh, and I that big defense that, that a lot of the community likes to talk about, they put up a big old goose egg in terms of uh, effectiveness against Kimberly. I, you know, I know you talked to Coach Steve Young afterwards, the, the Rockets coach, about, hey, we got to move on and erase it. But I talked about it in the webcast on Friday night, our Game of the Week live stream at Rocket Stadium, that – how can these kids not be thinking about that right now? Because it is different than 15-8. If it's 15-8, you're thinking, okay, we're, we're right we're there. We're right there, right to the end. A break here, a break there, and maybe we got it. it. It wasn't that case. It was not the case. 
And even at halftime, I think it was 17 nothing Kimberly, yeah. and we were talking. It's like, I think the game was almost over at that point just based on what I was seeing. And you see the more kind of a deflated sideline, a lot of energy on the Kimberly sideline. But 38 nothing. I don't know how you cannot think about that if you're some of those kids on, on Nina, no matter how much the coaches are trying to do their jobs because that's what a coach has to do is say, okay, move on to week seven here. But how can you not be thinking about how are we going to make up 38 points if we have to, have to play these guys again, number one. And number two, how are we going to match up against a Fond du Lac team that is every bit as good, if not maybe even a little bit better, when you're trying to get that VFA South They make a South few more mistakes, though. That's, that's the difference, in my opinion, between Kimberly and Fond du Lac. Kimberly is almost airtight. They almost are, yeah. In terms of not turning the ball over well. Fond du Lac will make mistakes. They will make mistakes, that, and you've seen that in the playoffs with them, that, that hurt them against matchups against Kimberly. That's why that matchup, if it's a state semifinal game, will be a classic. It'll be, it's going to be so close and so tight. You know that's going to be a Titan stadium, right? So that place is yeah. going to be a zoo. Um, not to put the cart, or the, uh, the, uh, the cart in front of the horse, as they say. Uh, Trent, that's an old-time saying, yes, by the I way. Know I know, I know, you're, I know you're a little <laughs> young there. But Go watch some old 50s movies. Don't, don't forget, there's, there's a Bayport team that's chomping at the ah, bit to come down FRCC, here and, and take on, on the uh, VFA. But I just, man, if I'm Nina, I'm, I, I thought that was a statement game that Kimberly played, and that was also an, oh, my gosh, what, what the heck here if, you, if you're Nina. I, I really do. I, I think that that's going to have a residual effect. Prove me wrong, Rockets, but I just think that, that, that that's something that's going to linger going into the postseason play. Hey, I want to say hi to Jerry Laundry. always checking us out. Have a good afternoon, my friend. Uh, nice to see you watching us. Uh, and, and, Brett, why is Coach Jones using me as a motivator for his team? Yeah, what's that all about? Yeah, you know, I was talking to uh, Julian, their, uh, their stat guy, and he was like, hey, what did you do to upset, you know, Jonesy? You know, I'm like, I, I had no idea what he was talking about. But it might have been, like, I, 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 I theorized that maybe when I put together the week before my five takeaways that I put teams that to watch, it was undefeated teams, though. That was the clarification, uh, okay. okay, to watch. And maybe he felt <laughs> that I should have included them, even though Kimberly has one loss uh, in terms of teams they that do. are going to make it down to Madison. But I, I, I included them in a little paragraph saying of the four, you know, the four and one teams. Obviously, Kimberly leads the way there. But uh, whatever he did, he got his kids motivated. <laughs> I want to be a motivator. The lunch. <laughs> yeah. I want to be on their And that's not board. the first time, but I remember during Come the on, basketball Jones. season when uh, – Kari Brecky, the outstanding Appleton North point guard, basically uh, admitted that uh, Coach Russell used something I wrote or said <laughs> to motivate right. his team yeah. uh, when they went against Kimberly in that sectional final. Uh, yeah, I'm flattered, Brett. I'm jealous. Case, I'm jealous. Steve Jones, if you're watching yeah. or listening, I want to be on your board. Well, let me, let me, let me, uh, <laughs> let me clarify everything, though. I had Kimberly ranked ahead of Nina throughout for the last couple weeks. I felt that they were the better team, so you know, I, I don't know if that his his me me you know dissing them would have held any weight because technically I had them ranked ahead of Nina the whole time. I don't know. I just I don't know. Maybe he like with the famous they took it out of context and yeah. you know well, that's fine. your words. He was amicable afterwards and everything. So, you know, but hey, whatever you got to do to, you know, go ahead yeah. and use me. It's 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 fine. Well, maybe use me in saying that I think Fond du Lac's just a smidge better go. right now. So, put me, me on your bulletin board, yes, Steve. Put me on your bulletin right board. I, I do not agree with him. I think Kimberly's actually overtaken Fond du Lac. Okay. If they would take meet a, again take a picture of your bulletin season. board with me on it. Just do it. It will make me feel so much better about myself. Yes, that's that's my Please. personal <laughs> that's my personal feeling. I'll know you got under coach's skin if I see some Kimberly fans wearing t-shirts that say just a smidge better. <laughs> there we and, and go. We're now, now, Appleton North, we're going to talk about Appleton North coming up <laughs> here uh, later in the show, Brett, but that's going to be an interesting matchup that that uh, will take place this Friday. That's actually a live stream of the week. More on that in a little bit. I did want to switch over to soccer because uh, I was at Appleton North Kimberly. Kimberly uh, yesterday able to, to get the win 
uh, Evan Stapleton getting the game-winning goal there uh, for the papermakers and a big win over Appleton North. Talked to Carl Gardner, my my dear friend, and he's a great coach over there for Kimberly, the boys' soccer coach. And was that at North? That was at Appleton North at Paul Langan Field. It was a little drizzly, it was a little rainy, but uh, they got the game in and everything. And listen, th there's there's Kimberly, there's Nina, there's Appleton North, there's Oshkosh North, and Osh Oshkosh was all within a game of that first place in the FBA. It's, it's a definite tale what of, of, of have, haves and have-nots because you see the bottom of that conference, Brett, there's a lot of old there's a lot of winless teams. So uh, I, I wanted to give my thoughts on this. Listen, this is what's going to happen. Eventually, Appleton North has to play Nina, uh, and I think Nina's going to win this one. They're, they just had a loss to Cedarburg, the number one ranked team in Division Two. In my opinion, Division Two might have the best team overall with Cedarburg, actually. But Nina, in terms of playing in Division One, I, I think they're going to reach the state, uh, the state quarterfinals, I guess is what they do there uh, at Uline. And I think they're going to have a, a good run. They might even make pop on through to the state championship game. Do I think they're better than the best team in Division Two? No, soccer is a different animal, Brett, where those Division Two teams like Catholic Memorial, Cedarburg now, uh, they're kind of seen as the favorites uh, throughout all divisions, though. But uh, just a thing, something for all you folks out there to keep an eye on because I think the final game, uh, uh, set of games is on October 11th uh, in terms of determining who's going to win that FDA. That's a great Great race to the end there, Brett, and involves some major three of our major teams. Yeah, and you've been talking. It, it, there's been a little bit of a dry spell as far as getting down to you. It'll break this so year. Maybe It'll it's, it's going to finally happen. Absolutely. Hey, Al Van Handel Jr. joining us uh, on hey our Al. Facebook stream. He said, "Hi, Brett and Ricardo. <laughs> Go Freedom Irish." Hey, and actually, I use them as a takeaway if we want to circle back over to football quickly. Um, they're playing good football. They're playing great football, and they are going to be the wild card there in determining who's going to be the NSC champion, Brett. Right. Because uh, Wrightstown and, and, and Little Shoot on a collision course to meet that final week, but Wrightstown still has to play Freedom BC. Yeah, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna find out once and for all when that game is. So I thought it was this week. Okay, let me check because if that's the case, and there are three really big games in our area with Appleton North, Kimberly, which we're gonna stream, West of Manasha, Manasha that's mm -hmm. a big one, and then if it's Freedom Wrightstown, that's a that's a rivalry game as well. But let me just check. Um, clicking on here to Freedom and Freedom at Wrightstown this Friday. So yeah, three big games. And I'm going to be at a different game. Yeah, you will be. I'm going to be at a game that's he not a big game. He won't be. Uh, it'll be me and Mike Sherry. I have to be a dad this uh, Friday. Mike so. Sherry will be filling in uh, for you, Brett, uh, Friday. And I know he's, he's excited to kind of come along and see what it's all about. We're excited to have Mike because he's a great guy. Rosie, uh, Mike's got to haul gear, though, right? Yeah. No, no. I, it's not in his – what? I was, I was planning on helping you do that. He's got to haul <laughs> gear, too. Uh, we were at Paulingen Field yesterday. We were. The, the cool thing is we can plug in now. Oh, cool. It's all wired. Great. It's all, yeah. all yes. not wired, but it's all yeah. it's all good. That's good that they yeah, were able to help good. you out with that, Brett. Get into the 21st nice century there. Nice speed. Appleton North, very nice for you guys to climb into the 21st century, <laughs> my friends. Uh, Brett, this is an interesting <laughs> topic. WIAA and the open enrollment. Art Kabalowski uh, of, of, of www.madison.com. Also, uh, a while ago, my old boss, hmm. when I worked at the Journal Sentinel, um, he had an interesting column, Brett, on basketball in the state, you know, with Nicolet kind of super getting team. the super team going on and how much that and how much AAU and their mom being friends and then open enrolling uh, and how that's going to affect the WI down the line with this these creation of super teams. And the WI is well aware of this, and they're already, uh, what, uh, putting out some proposals yeah. or maybe things to kind of curtail that a little bit. That's an interesting column, Brett, and I don't know if it, how feasible that's going to be and if it's going to work, but boy, oh, boy, you really kind of see the abuse of uh, the open enrollment. And it, this has nothing to do with private schools well, either. I was going to say that. Uh, every, the, the private schools, for years, I'll like, oh, look at what, you know, the Xavier's, for instance, or FEL, just talking about the schools around here. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. 
It's open enrollment. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of recruiting going on uh, even at the younger levels. I know, Rosie, you can speak to that, oh too. Yeah. You, you've seen some of that with your kid coming up about yep. kids uh, being looked at <laughs> by some of these coaches. And, hey, why don't you think about uh, open enrolling in, in our, in our uh, high school, our district. But it's interesting. Um, I don't know. It w the proposal basically is what you, you, if you can't transfer and have a, what a, a pre-existing relationship with Another player. They're gonna. So basically, WIA is gonna be, uh, you know, a little doing a little FBI action. Oh, right. So basically, what, what in, in a nutshell, it's like if you if you and I played together on the same AAU team, but you were at a different school than me, and I said, you know what, I want to transfer to Ricardo's school. Basically, the proposal would be uh, that ain't gonna happen. I don't know how that's gonna stand up uh, in terms of the legal factors and everything like that, because you know there's gonna be uh, lawsuits there, Brett. And uh, can the WIA overcome that? Can they pay for that? But uh, it's an interesting well, dilemma. What do you think? In do you, my do you opinion, like the proposal? Do you like that the, I don't the WI think is being proactive here? I don't think it's going to stand up, to mm -hmm. tell you the truth, uh, in terms of the legal. I hate what's of it. happening, though. Yeah. I hate what's happening. These super teams. Well, definitely now, AAU now at, at high school. AAU has ruined the high oh school. Oh, my gosh. It's ruining the high school game. There's no doubt about that. And I'm sorry for those out there because we have a lot, of, a lot of teams out there, uh, a lot of people, and a lot of friends that I, that I know who, who run the AAU teams and everything. But yes. That, that sort of like super teams that they have in the, in the summer carrying over to the high school game is, is ruining the high school game. And they have to admit that. They well have to admit that absolutely, because now Nicolet is, it's done. I mean, you already know in Division Two is probably, unless, you know, knock on wood, somebody gets hurt. You don't want to see that, obviously, but it's done. Yeah. Who's going to beat Nicolet? Yeah. With the talent that they've got coming in, led by Jalen Johnson, one of the top recruits True. Uh, uh, in the country. But you know, who do we, who we, you know who we blame for all of this, though? Not even the, it's the AAU. It's the parents. If the parents, the, the parents are making uh, concerted efforts to move, like Jalen Johnson, his, they they moved to Nicolet, you know, for this specific reason. Because that's allowable if your family yes. makes a physical move into a different. How area ridiculous district. is that? And how, uh, how do you feel if your son Prairie, yeah. and you got to state last year, and you're that coach, and you're thinking, ooh, we got something here, we, you know, a once in a lifetime player coming through for me, and all of a sudden, hey, coach, I'm I'm leaving, I'm going to Nicolet. And that we say this, Brett, because the FBA has uh, benefited from this this upcoming season. There's been some transfers. That There's been some transfers. Some of it has been legit, though. I know. I think, um, was it Kimberly who's getting one of those kids that is just, it was just a, it was a work move. Um, and we'll talk about that, I guess, as, as basketball season comes forward. Going back to Sun Prairie, though, I, I, I mean, I'd have to go look, so I might be misspeaking. I don't think I am, though. They were supposed to play and like I think this cause some the same thing that Kukana did last year when going down to Florida, mm -hmm. and they had to back out. Yeah, because they don't have the <laughs> they talent. Don't to have, they don't have. Yeah, that showcase down there in Tampa. Yeah. Um, so if you just feel bad for those kids in that community, I mean, here's a. I'm sure they're watching this kid come up, thinking, "Wow, this is gonna be a lot of fun to watch." And uh, just a quick story before we, we uh, wind on. Although we got a little bit of later start, so the clock is we don't have to be done at 12:30, uh, but. My son, who's a senior this year, played uh, on a club team this summer for the first time, and I was always vehemently against him doing that because I've heard the stories, and uh, I don't think that you get good fundamental play. And how fun was that pain for that? It, it wasn't as much okay. uh, because the club team, in essence, was a high school, the high school team okay. that he was going to be with. So then I was like, okay, you're playing basically. There was a couple kids, one from Kimberly, one from a Schwabenon, um, but basically it was, it was mostly kids from his high school. So I was like, okay, you're getting some playing time with your team. So it was good, and they had good practice time, and they were doing the fundamentals because the coach is very good at teaching that stuff. Excellent coach, actually. But some of the things I saw at these tournaments 
just made me think, what the heck is going on here? Example. Example was run and gun, absolutely no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. And the funny thing was is our team would come in and would carve them apart mm. because they played fundamental basketball. And I could hear, <laughs> like we were down in Romeoville, Illinois, a Chicago mm -hmm. suburb, southwest suburb. I had to drive down there one day. And I, c I could hear the coach from one team watching another team from the same program now play our team after our team dismantled his team. And you can say, look at these guys. They all can shoot. They all can pass. What's going on here? I'm saying, well, that's because they're playing basketball, bud. <laughs> they're not running up and down the floor playing run and gun and seeing how many points we can score and playing wild basketball. And then you see these coaches and some of these other programs so demonstrative. It's about them up and down yelling at the officials, you know, putting on a big show. And it was like, my God, thank God my son's a senior. Not that I want him to grow up <laughs> too fast, but I don't have to put up with this Silly. crap anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think it, w it was, in some ways, it was a, it was a farce. So yeah. You're seeing some of how these programs are out there. And, and like you said, the money. It's a money make. Now there are some <laughs> there are some good programs out there. Yeah, and I know several people yes. from around here who run the local. Club That's not what we're talking about. But we're talking about some of these uh, eh, little shady stuff where these guys are making some pretty good money, uh, and, and the directors of these programs. And what are these kids getting out of it? They're not getting any sort of uh, showcase to these colleges. You know, I think these parents think that oh, my kid's going to play AAU, so that's going to be uh, my, my kid's going to be out there. And all these college coaches are going to watch. No, no, that's not the case. It's only the elite AAU programs that really uh, generate the Mike Shashevskys and the John Calipari's of the world, you know, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, the showcase, the uh, was it NY2LA or whatever that is mm -hmm. called, you know, some of those big-time uh, tournaments. So it's, it's interesting, but they have definitely ruined high school basketball. But I, I, I laud the WIA for at least being proactive and looking at it and not letting this get out of hand. I think it's interesting that those players decided to go to Nicolaia Division II school and not, not some Division I school because I think Division II field obviously took a big hit. Uh, but I don't know, Milwaukee, Washington sitting there you know, with a couple of good players still from that team yet last year. And then uh, who was it, the Baldwin kid? I'm thinking of Patrick Baldwin. Yeah, uh, who's, who's doing stuff too, and, and doing Sussex one. Hamilton. Yeah, Sussex w Hamilton. What was the thing that drew them to Nicolay? I don't, I don't really get that. I don't get that either. I, I thought don't. there was a player there at Nicolay that they had played with, okay, and the in the AAU team that that they really wanted to play with. And so that they just chose that. Yeah, they that chose that destination. School. You know, it's in the hmm. Milwaukee area, so it's a diverse area, and then they. We should it. ask Margaret Notchek. Our uh, yeah, she's sports sports she's a Nicolay yeah, grad. Yeah, she's a. I want to send a shout-out, by the way. Wendy Reed's checking us out. Also, Alvin Handel has a question here. Brett has tackling uh, or to a quarterback being taught different in high school than in pros. You know, he, he thanks us for doing a great job and all that stuff. Uh, uh, tackling or to a quarterback being taught different in high school than in pros. This is something actually I asked Jones about, Coach Jones about, because uh, maybe I was thinking of doing a story about that trickling down, the tackling thing. Remember last week we talked about Jones didn't think it was really a story. Let me tell you why, Brad, because he says we never, ever concern ourselves with what the, uh, the, the NFL is doing throughout all of our levels. He goes, we do what we do, and, and we have enough problems with there. We don't ever think about that stuff kind of, or we don't change anything. We, we just do what we do, and that's it. But uh, I, I, I might be doing a column, though, sometime sooner than how high school football may be the last pure form yeah. of football that you'll ever see because even the college game has targeting. Uh, has targeting. Yeah. It, it's yeah. changed a little bit, and – if you want to watch real football the way it was supposed to be played, you, you may have to go to the high school football ranks, which isn't bad because there's a lot of great football around yeah. here. But think about that. We're at the two level highest levels of football now. Uh, have tweaked things that make the game uh, not what it used to be. NFL's a joke. Um, 
you know, tomorrow night's Vikings Rams Thursday night. And I, normally, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to watch this game. I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch too much of it because yeah. what was Monday Night Football? They had four pa- roughing the passer penalties uh, yeah. on Monday night. Yeah, the game course, wasn't even over. Of course, we saw the the, the joke of, of Clay Matthews and another great hit. Meanwhile, Rodgers gets picked up, spun around, driven <laughs> into the turf, and there's yeah. no flag because the official couldn't see through all the bodies. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, how many other Mike? How, yeah. how many other <laughs> officials are on the on the on the field at that Don't time? Don't they have a guy behind the line or the quarterback in that that's yeah, watching that's, everything? That's such a joke. But it, it's there's a lot of anger out there towards the NFL, not just that, but other issues that the NFL is facing. But clearly, the NFL guys. They go by the mantra of any publicity is good publicity because it means they're talking about the league, and uh, it's too bad. It's 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 driving me away. I had talked after the Clay Matthews penalty. I told you guys this. I turned on yeah. the Brewer game. I said I've yeah. had enough of this. this yeah, is but ridiculous. that's because you had the Brewer yeah. game as an option. Yes. So if some, you, some if you people did it, don't. though, you'd probably, yeah. You know. Thursday night, you won't have that as an option. Yeah. I won't. I yeah. know. I was thinking about that. On, Watch uh, them lose. Yeah. Maybe if it's a nice evening, I can hop on the bike and take a nice long bike ride like so I like to do. Sunday. Let me tell you what I'm going to be doing. Uh, let me tell you what I'm going to be doing this Thursday night. And this kind of segues into the next topic, Brett. Kind of the uh, uh, random topic of the day before we talk about the live stream is the most overrated children's toy. I am taking my son. Uh, to the theater here on the east side. I forgot the name of it, the Grand Cinema or whatever mm-hmm. this is, uh, the Valley Cinema. Valley Grand. Valley yeah. Grand. Yeah. And uh, he and I are going to watch the old classic uh, Transformers, the movie. Oh, wow. The cartoon. Now, this is way oh, before Oh, yeah, your that's time a great one. This is the original yeah. Optimus Prime and Bumblebee when he was actually a Volkswagen yeah. Beetle, that kind of stuff. And um, he wa- he's, want- he's been wanting to see it. He's seen snippets of it because uh, he's actually – I've been showing him some of the old episodes oh, and those stuff. Are great. And he loves it. They're great. I grew up on yeah, them. They're I was awesome. a little kid. Um, but – that segues into my random topic. What's the most overrated children's toy, Brett? Uh, can, can I give mine right yeah, away and kind of get the ball rolling? Etch a sketch. Wow. Etch a sketch. Yeah. Now, you, every time Kay. you look at the box, I know this because they just bought one for my little niece. They still make them? Yeah, they still make them. And not just <laughs> that. You look on the box, and they have these incredible drawings and stuff like that. I, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. But then when you get it. <laughs> you, you're making like three lines. You're maybe making a box. Yeah. You know, maybe a three-dimensional box if you're getting real creative. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> that's the most overrated toy. And, and half the time when you, when you switch it, it doesn't even clear at all. Yeah, you got to shake it. You got to shake it. It still don't work it. right. <laughs> it works right for like a week, and then, and then it's, it's just a pile of garbage. That, that's my overrated toy. Uh, you brought up the Slinky. I kind of thought about the Slinky a little bit, but I, I remember having a lot more fun with the Slinky than I did. With that etch a sketch, Brett. What's your overrated toy? And you we're gonna what? get we're gonna get Brett and we're gonna get uh, Rosie's and, Ty- and Trent's too. I'm gonna say Legos because you step on them, right? Well, Legos because they're <laughs> limited in what you can do with them. You build the little thing, and then okay, okay, now I'm done. Now what do I do with it? What are you talking you about? There's some kind of imagination. No, there's some Legos know. where you can build the Death Star. You buy the set, okay, and then you build it, and that's it. Do you actually play with Legos? Or do you just build it and okay. then put it away? Yeah, we, we that, I, I, that I can see. We would make cars and things like that, and you could race the cars because you could add like, yeah. wheels and stuff onto yeah. them. So there's a lot you Yeah, but do. then they yeah. break real easy, right? Yeah. Well, they fall apart, yeah. but you I put d- them back together. I just remember getting though. Legos yeah. and, and, and thinking it was fun for a while that you build it, and then you're like, well, I just built it. What and about? And it's a certain set that you have to build for it to work, and it's like, well, I And guess it never looked like the picture. No. <laughs> You know? Yeah, it's like Lincoln Logs. I'm a big fan of Lincoln Logs. Either. Oh, I love those. Okay, those all right, cool. All right, overrated toy, Rosie. <sighs> I want to say like the Cabbage Patch Kids. Okay, <laughs> what? I never got <laughs> one. Of Did those. you play with those? No, I thought they were the stupidest things ever. I'm like, <laughs> what? And then the. Like, uh, over Christmas, oh my God, the fights that people would get into to get these things. I'm like, why? 
We were poor folks in Chicago. We never saw one of those. But we saw the I saw, saw them on the cheap, TV. I saw the cheap knockoffs though. <laughs> what the are kids, those? The kids. They always. Know, I can't remember the name, but oh. they looked like Cabbage Patch by a third-rate company out of China. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the kids always knew. They, I mean, they always knew yeah. they weren't the real thing. I mean, does that count as a toy? The only other thing I can think of was like those those eight balls that you ask questions and oh, right. you turn balls. it over. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. How about, yeah. A t- how about not a Tinker Toys? Oh yeah, yeah. Tinker toys. Tinker toys are all right. Pick up sticks. How about a game of pick up sticks? That's that's a blast, huh? Oh yeah. All right. Or or the pet rock. Trent. Uh, I I gotta go with connects. I I never enjoyed playing connects. I was always I was I was strictly Legos, Lincoln Logs, even the Tinker toys. Connects. I just was not a fan. Of. Is that like is that like an erector set sort of? Yeah. Um. It was in in some way similar to connects, but or to um. What am I thinking of the? The one you guys just mentioned. Oh, I know, uh, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yep. Where you had My to, son had it, yeah. You had to slide a, a mm-hmm. them into each other, and it, they made similar they, structures. They could bend to, a little bit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But then trying to take them apart is, like, impossible, because once yeah. they snap in, it's like they're yeah, locked. Yeah, they snap in. That's what... Interesting. Yeah. That's wow. my problem with Legos, though. You try to get them apart, and sometimes you, you got to get like a little screwdriver because they're. Oh, you got to use pieces. the orange tool they give you. Ah, Have you never seen Have you never seen Connects, Ricardo? I don't think I've ever seen Connects. No. Maybe you have. You just yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never like, played oh, with them. Okay. I never yeah. played with them. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you that. I did play with Lincoln Logs. I do remember that. And I bought my son uh, a big box of Lincoln Logs, and he had no interest in them. Hmm. He he, I, he tried playing with them a little bit, but I don't think he. Liked I think them we too still much. have a bucket in our closet. What was like your favorite toy growing up? Oh, mine was Transformers. Anything okay. Star Wars. I had all the Star Wars. Stuff. I, I never okay. played with Star Wars stuff. I still have the Millennium Falcon in the basement. Okay. I had this. I had this toy. I can't remember what it was called. It was like Big Kick or something. It was uh you had a goal post that you could set out, and then they had a, a little tape roll that was like the you know, goes from the goal line all the way to like the 50-yard line or something. And it gave you a plastic football. It was probably about four or five inches high. And then this dude, you popped his head. Oh, I remember and that. And he yes, kicked the ball. Yes, yeah. I remember that. And I was heartbroken one day when I – because my brothers were like, I'm going to see how far I can kick it. And they would actually use a shoe and hit him on the head with it. And then he – he did it. He hit him on the head with it, and then his leg went flying through the goalpost. How about yeah, electric football sets? Electric football sets are awful. I liked electric football. Oh, they were football. great. Well, you couldn't play any. Yeah, yeah, so they ran around and they in go a backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it was still kind of cool, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially if you had some of the team. Because I didn't have that. My, one of my friends did, and it was kind of cool having the, seeing all the painted. He, he had oh, yeah. painted teams. But yeah. you could never throw the ball. No, right. you, never, you, or know, you had to do something to do that. I forgot how you did it. but They would just all go around I remember being so excited to run a play, and then they'd all go out. I get so frustrated. Oh, so you know, we you know when you, me when I was a kid, and you got the Transformers. Uh, in, in the show, they transform so quick, and then you're sitting there trying to do it. Just like two <laughs> minutes, and you still keep doing the sound effects right for two minutes. <laughs> yep. Like for two minutes, you're like, oh, you're like, man, yeah. with this Transformer ready? And let that me tell you something, awesome. though. I'm a little, I was a little upset. This movie I'm showing Diego, he hasn't seen it yet, but uh, this is how heartless toy companies are. To make new Transformers, they killed off the old ones in the movie. I don't remember yep. seeing it. Yep. And it happens within the first five minutes. Imagine 10-year-old Ricardo. Oh. I've watched these guys for two seasons. I've yep. become, they've become my heroes, my friends. And then you're watching them get obliterated <laughs> on the screen. Yeah. Optimus dies. Megatron dies. And, or, or he gets like a reshaped or something. Yeah. So I'm Galatron watching my heroes get all for the bottom line, for money, to get yep. new product in there. Yep. But as a 10-year-old, you don't comprehend that. I remember I went with a bunch of other kids from the neighborhood to go see that. We were all in shock 
that you know Optimus. That's our hero, and you just oh, yeah. killed him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that's one thing I'm looking forward to seeing how Diego reacts to that because Optimus, yeah. he knows Optimus Prime from the kind of the new yeah. bait stuff, you know. Because they had to hustle in Rodimus they had a, Prime. They had to hustle in a whole new set yep. of toys. I, oh, Rodimus and, Prime. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but they don't care about the kids who are cr- crying their eyes out <laughs> and stuff like that. That's heartless, man. That, that's toy companies right yep. there. Al Van Handel well, said his was m- uh, mini bowling pins in the bowling ball. He's oh, a big I remember bowler. that too. Oh, I remember yeah. those. Yep. Yeah, those, those were cool. Were sweet. Yep. Yeah. What was yours? Uh, my favorite was Hot Wheels, where you could set up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You had the, yep. the motor that's, thing up there. That's oh, classic. Man, that's yep. Hot Wheels yeah. is classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You remember Wheels getting those in Christmas? <laughs> you, had to set up, cars. you had to set up the track and <laughs> oh, stuff. Yeah. 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 Yep. And you could get, you little, get your little brother out of the way. Get out of here. Yeah. I'm going to do this first. And but, you could set up but the loopy loops or whatever. Yeah. With you know, this is almost like the Anheuser-Busch Miller thing. Were you Matchbox or were you Hot Wheels? Oh, it was a combo. It was a combo, actually. Because my it was my like kids actually played with them as they as they got older. Yeah, they my played with my yeah. Matchbox cars. Yeah, yeah oh, wow, that's really, cool. You see Hot Wheels. Uh, do they even make Matchbox anymore? Yes, they, yeah. they do. Matchbox. Okay. Yeah. But it was funny when you'd find, oh, but Matchbox has this cool car. I got to get it. And I'd always look underneath yeah. and read what the actual car was because yeah. when you're a kid, you're not familiar with them and stuff. So that's kind of how I got to know cars as well. Okay. By right. reading like, oh, a Chevelle. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, pretty cool. Yep. You know, that's good stuff. A good discussion, guys. See, we're going to have a random topic every week. But, <laughs> Brett, before we wrap up here real quick, North Kimberly live stream this week. We're excited about that. You won't be there. You have some other, another commitment. That's I have fine. a family commitment. Yes, you do. Uh, but North Kimberly, we're excited because this is usually the big game every year. And it's, it I don't know. And feel Trent, like it not to offend yeah. Trent because he's a North grad, but. <laughs> North is a little underperformed this year, so I don't know how yep. much of a big game it is. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it has that same buzz going into this one, but still, uh, we'll see what Apple and North can do. They had a first half that where they struggled a little bit against Kakana, but then turned it on the second half. But it's a defense that might have a little crack, so we'll see. Kimberly com- coming off a big win against a good defense like that. I think the edge goes to Kimberly, but who knows? It's a rivalry game, and these games have been tight in the past, and um, it's just a one of three big games, as we said. But you can go live coverage starts uh, 645 at postcrescent.com, facebook.com slash postcrescent. Also, it'll be on all of the uh, USA Today Network Wisconsin websites and Facebook pages. Mike Sherry will be pinch hitting for me. He might Wally Pitt me. He might, uh, Don, I might be Don Mikowski to his Brett Favre. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> go. We're going to see what happens Whoa. here. But, uh, I'll, be, I'll be paying attention. I'll be at a different football game, but I've got to be there for a family deal. And, uh, but I'll be back the following week. For them to even compete, Carter Robinson needs a huge, huge game and no turnovers, uh, in my opinion. Surprised that your Appleton North uh, kids are, 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 are struggling a little bit this season? Well, I, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm going to agree with you guys. I think, I think Kimberly's going to come out with it because uh, obviously Appleton North lost to Nina earlier in the season, and you saw what Kimberly yeah. did to Nina. Um, but I'm a little surprised because their they're success with the quarterback and um, defensively and, and Defensively, line. they've and been struggling. That's the yeah, thing that's yeah. shocking yeah. everyone. I just don't think their line is as good as it was in, in years past, which is what's making them struggle a little bit. Good like point. You, you think but if yeah. Spash could put 36 on Appleton North, at what, what could Kimberly do potentially, yeah. especially how good that offensive line and defensive line played uh, the other night? But we'll you never see. know. You never when, know. These t- when these two teams get together, so- sometimes you've got to throw the records out yep. uh, You know, mm-hmm. in, in some cases. So we'll see if that is the case with, with this game coming up again on Friday, 6.45 p.m. Please tune in, postgressin.com. Uh, tonight's last thing before we wrap up here, preview tonight's uh, Varsity Roundtable featuring Kimberly Boys, volleyball players Chase Robinson, Trey Anderson. Excited to have them on, Brett. They've, they've been doing very well this season, one of the top-ranked teams in the state. Second. They did well at that hash invitation, the hash invitation over there at Kakana. I think they finished second uh, in, in there in that, and also ranked number two as well. So we're excited to have some boys volleyball players for a change on the show, Brett. Uh, excited for that. Yeah, I, I think Well, I think they were bugging you when we were Yes, sh- they we were. were. We were live streaming <laughs> the, the Kim- Kimberly. Shouting Nina. up oh at yeah. us. Yeah, hey, Ricardo, right. when are you going to put us on? <laughs> and hey, hey, they're ranked second. 
I looked it up today. They have never been to state. Kimberly oh, Boys Volleyball. Okay. So, uh, we've got it all promoted out on social media, Facebook, Twitter. All this stuff is ready to go. Mike Sherry pinch inning for me tonight, too, so I won't be able to, uh, to enjoy uh, the papermaker's appearance. But, again, I'll be keeping an eye. Uh, i got to be uh, at some ceremony, and I'll be kind of looking at my phone, and my wife's going to be nudging me saying, pay attention, pay yes, attention. Yes. But I'll <laughs> be making sure everything's good. Yeah, we couldn't Skype you in during the broadcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just I'll figure make it out. Make sure <laughs> you uh, mention uh, during the show our, our, new, our sponsor. new sponsor. Uh, absolutely, I will do that. So uh, thank you again for everyone for tuning in for another R&B show podcast. Again, Check us out on, uh, if, if, you, if you just want it on your phone, check us out on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Uh, that's the best way to find it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Brett Christofferson, by the way, uh, pushing for yelling for MVP. For Brett, I'm Ricardo. For Rosie, for tr- for Trent, uh, can I call him Double T? I'm going to have to come up with a nickname T-square? for Trent. T-squared? T-squared. Oh, T-squared. Oh, T-squared. Oh, T-squared. I'm sure he's heard that before. One. Yeah, all right. Might have to go with that way. Again, uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you back here again next week for another episode of the R&B Show. Am I going at it? Go yeah, ahead. See if I can hit it. Right on wow. the Wow. Two in a row. This guy's good. <laughs> MVP. MVP.